0: My name is Brett Q. I don't play hockey, and I do not listen to Nickelback, but I still like Canadians, so I listen to the Big MX radio show.
1: Started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bales Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views. Inside the sport of motocross, the gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than Kyle Cowling uh, from the uh, Spectrum Series. Kyle, how are you this afternoon?
0: Uh, I'm well, sir. Just actually finished up running some errands today, and then you're going to go back home and keep on working away in the middle of uh, kind of almost wrapping up episode two um, of the web series with Matt Bashelia and then this little mini bike kid, Talon Hawkins. Um, actually almost done with the episode at this point. It's just sending it off to Matt and Talon and his family to review and see if they want to make any changes. And then um, just adding a bunch of the design stuff and uh, getting music um, piece to it. And then it should be, uh, should be done. So,
1: Fair enough. So Kyle Cowling, a filmer and editor an artist and someone who travels the uh, entire North America to uh, to kind of encapsulate the uh, the untold stories of uh, of motocross and, and off-road, for that matter. Um, we're, we're going into Season 2 of the Spectrum series, and uh, what did you learn from Season 1 that you're now bringing into Season 2? And uh, so far, what from Season 2 have you had to learn to uh, move on to the, 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 the episodes that are to come?
0: Um, I think what we learned from season one, um, was that, uh, we made a lot of people upset. That was the big, <laughs> that was the biggest takeaway was that we made a lot of people, up- I, I don't know, that's probably wrong. We didn't make a lot of people upset. There was just a very small niche group of people that, uh, got upset. Um, and so we learned that we will piss off to some extent, uh, certain people in the dirt bike industry and we also learned that uh, a lot of people mainly fans of the sport actually really appreciated the direction we went and the type of storytelling that we were doing um and it was also cool too because the whole goal was to like in my head it was I want to take this idea and present it to somebody who has no idea, and I might have said this when we've spoken in the past, but someone who has no idea what a dirt bike is, because the sport's pretty dang small. So the idea was to create something that was unique and compelling, but you could present it to someone who doesn't know the dirt bikes exist, and they could watch it, and for the whole 20 or 30 minutes, they could be like, oh, shit, that was that was pretty gnarly. Like, I'm kind of curious, I want to, you know, dive more into this and learn more. Um, and we had a lot of that type of feedback too. A lot of people saying that, you know, their, their wives or girlfriends or whoever parents, they didn't really know anything about the sport. were sitting down and watching it and, and pretty intrigued and mesmerized, uh, by the sport and how we presented it. So we're, uh, going into season two, kind of basically the same concept and didn't really change much of anything. <clears throat> um, uh, so it's same formula, essentially. Um, we're just trying to up our production value a, a little bit more with, uh, we have a RC helicopter guy now that's been helping us on some of the episodes um, to add a little more unique perspective on certain things. Um, I think our, and this is maybe something that's more on my end, but I think our uh, interview setup in terms of lighting is a lot stronger than season one. Um, so. Just kind of, you know, staying true to how we were the first season. And um, still also, though, always learning when you're doing this stuff because we're essentially doing like a half-hour television show. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm still learning even in post-production. In the last couple months, um, we've had a we had an assistant editor helping me, Chris Williams, um, and he comes from like the TV background, like back in the the late nineties when it was still all on tape. So that's how he used to edit was basically from tape. Real to
1: so real. So he's
0: like, Yeah, exactly. And uh he uh he's actually showed me some real I'm all I was already pretty organized in terms of how I labeled stuff and folders and how the timeline and editing was, was laid out, but he's actually helped me even more like really, really refine my organization. Um, in terms of, again, kind of labeling things in folders and setting up different sequences and and whatnot, just from his history of being an editor for the last, like, 20 years or something crazy. Um, so that's really helped, too, and um, just kind of plugging along, keeping our head down and <clears throat> doing our thing, staying true to ourselves and hoping that people come back for Season 2 and enjoy some more... Unique conversations about the sport of dirt bike racing.
1: That's interesting, and uh, the the fact that uh, Spectrum does tackle some of the uh, the harsh realities of the sport of motocross, but it also sheds light on the fact that this is a passion based sport that uh, kind of can uh, can really bring out the best in a lot of people. Um, what are some of the reactions that you get from uh, people who are just big fans of of, uh, of what you uh, you're you're producing?
0: Um, the biggest thing that I've I've gotten, and especially the first episode of season two just came out yesterday, um, and the biggest reactions we've been getting is just that people are are stoked to have that. as I've kind of been reading the type of access that we give them into these guys' lives and what they've gone through, um, and especially with the first episode with Jake Weimer, um, he opened up for the. Uh, as far as I know, the first time ever publicly, in regards to his time at Factory Kawasaki um, and when he was teammates with Ryan Villopoto, um, first time he's opened up like pretty much all the way in regards to his experience there and what happened and, and everything. And uh, so people are really, I've been really enjoying that and finding it quite interesting. So, like I said, the biggest thing has just been people really interested in Stokes that we are giving them a, I, I guess from their point of view, a kind of pulling the curtain back, you know, and, and showing what's really goes on on a factory team or at least for Jake, what happened with him when, when he was on a factory 450 team. Um, and then also the first episode, you have that contrast between Jake and then Michael Moseman, his little, he's a 16 year old kid. Uh, Factory rock star Husqvarna um, amateur kid that's going to go pro in the next year and a half. So you have that contrast between Jake, who's you know been there done that. He's won a title. He's been in Motocross of Nations. He's ridden for some of the best teams in the in the sport. Yeah, uh, not and to mention he's mention a, a
1: jaded here and there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know he's eventually you know he's he's at the later stage of his career, and then you have Michael who's trying to begin his professional career. So I think there's a unique Contrast that yeah. we showed between the between the two of them, um, and Michael was interesting because his that kid is just super determined to figure out what it takes to turn pro and how to be successful and be a champion. And he was very open and candid about saying that, you know, I think I, I I'm going to be a champion, and that you know you have to take things to the extreme in order to be successful in the sport. and Uh, I think that was pretty cool. And it was a unique, for me, there's a unique contrast between the two of them, which that's always the goal is to have a contrast between two riders in one episode. So, um, so far, so good. All positive feedback.
1: So the the episode went uh, basically live if you will uh yeah, last night uh super late um and, and it is now available on uh, on Vimeo. Uh where can people like how how do people find this thing and uh, subscribe to it, by the whole season, buy episode by episode? Uh, and, uh, and really uh, take this in because uh, it's something uh, truly special. I'm glad that uh, I, I subscribed to it and uh, even got my parents to subscribe to it so they can enjoy it too <laughs> because uh, it's, uh, it, it's pretty cool.
0: Um, yeah, so right now it's uh, available exclusively on Vimeo On Demand. So it's vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash Spectrum Season 2. Um, and you can, from there, you can uh, watch the trailer. You can buy all eight episodes for a whopping $19.99. Or you can buy the in- individual episodes for 3 ninety nine. 99 um, And there'll be a total of eight episodes. So same as season one, there's eight episodes. And uh, I know season one, I think the total runtime for all eight episodes was four hours and one minute. And I think... How it's looking right now season two will probably be well over five hours of total content and then uh we're also there's a couple little behind the scenes bonus features that are on the page two that are free for everybody um we'll be adding a lot more um over the next few months as we keep releasing episodes and and whatnot
1: fair enough so you'd mentioned five hours total for uh the the complete run time of the sea, of the season but uh mm-hmm. roughly how much time go uh, how much uh reel of film if you will if you were still shooting uh uh film how, how long uh w- would you say that you're you're drafting one episode out of as far as actual film time
0: <laughs> Jesus I, I i i that's a great question a country Yeah, if we combine, I'll have to do that, actually. I might have to do a timeline and layout, like, every single episode, all the raw footage and see what it comes out to. But I would say it's, season two is probably well over, oh, it's well over 24 hours worth of footage, like, raw footage. If We laid everything out um, from each episode combined. I would say we're well over 24 hours worth of footage. Um, If not, maybe more. So, and then you're taking that and you're, you know, laying it, compressing it all down into essentially 20 to 30 minute episodes. Um, it's it's has its moments of being very tedious and frustrating and annoying, but it's uh once you kind of get into like laying out an episode and you, the hardest part is laying out the interviews because that's obviously the story. So you got to pick and choose what, you know, what, you want to show and then once you kind of get that laid out that's uh it's pretty easy from there because then it's just a matter of laying out b-roll um writing footage all that stuff and, and kind of you're essentially bridging the gap after you lay out the interview and it's, from that point on it's fairly simple but uh it usually right now i've i've, cause I've been doing this for a, uh, a while a little while now i've if I'm really like on a good one and like getting shit done and things are clicking and flowing, I can probably knock out a single episode in like three days, two and a half days. But that's like, everything is just clicking, you know, and there's no issues and it. it's just, everything falls into place just how it should. But those are very rare.
1: <laughs> no doubt. I can only imagine you uh putting all that time in your uh uh in your the office that you do your all your editing, which is probably uh no it's similar to your living room wherever you live. Um uh, but yeah. uh to have everything like uh the, the server or your computer just crash down to the ground uh just as you're about to press save.
0: Yeah, I uh when was it? A couple weeks ago? Maybe three weeks ago. Um we, I forget, I was trying to do something and I had an issue um, while I was editing and it like ended up screwing up one of the episodes, like entirely screwed up the whole episode. So I essentially had to start all over again. And I was already like 20 minutes into an episode and I, dude, I was like, I'm going to, like I want, I was so bad, wanted to take my computer and throw it through a window. Like it, it would have felt so good to do that. But I was like, I had to just walk away. I think I threw, I'm pretty sure I threw something. I found something that I could throw and threw it across the room.
1: Stuffed animal. Um,
0: yeah. Probably stuffed animal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been a couple little meltdowns of sorts, if you will, where I just want to punch a computer in the screen or just throw it through a window or off a cliff. Maybe one day if I ever do like a real proper movie, Hollywood movie, <laughs> where there's real money to be made, I can just go out and spend 2500 bucks on an iMac and just say, oh, yeah, that's chunk change and just take it to the Grand Canyon and just throw it off a cliff into the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That hey. would feel very satisfying.
1: I think it would be like just and and but uh, have like a uh, a GoPro with a live link on it so that you can see what the torture it goes through at the same time like and just throw that in there with like a $500 GoPro on top of that just launch oh, that sucker yeah. in there and uh I'd watch the the misery unfold and then go back to the rest of day.
0: yeah one of these days that would be such a satisfying feeling um yeah maybe like I said maybe one day when we make some real big boy money we can do something like that i think that would be pretty funny
1: so when you release something like this probably uh even more satisfaction than when i uh, released one of my fantastic podcasts that i, I put out um you're uh you, you this is a video this is your baby you you want uh, you to send it off into the world and people to to enjoy it um when when you're when you're Basically pressing upload on this thing last night uh, is it uh, part paranoia, part excitement part uh nausea uh, of seeing what people might think and uh how how ready are you for uh some some happy slash angry emails and text messages uh, that that will, that will find their way into your phone because uh, like you said uh, you did have the innate ability to piss people off last year.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely say when we're uploading an episode, and especially like we're now we're going into season two and the first episode, especially it's there is that that bit of kind of paranoia, excitement, and nausea. It's, It's honestly, man, it's a lot like racing dirt bikes for me. Like I used to, you know, when I was racing all the time, it was I always excited for your moto, but at the same time, once like you know, if your moto your moto eight and moto six is on the law lo- or, you know, moto six is on the track and moto sevens and staging and like, oh crap, you know, I got to get the helmet on. You're just kind of nervous and anxious and nauseous, but excited. It's very similar to that feeling for me with these episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, once, once they go live, it's, it's interesting. It's a little nerve wracking to, to uh, kind of sit and, sleep through the night and then wake up and hope when you look at your phone in the morning, there's not a barrage of emails or texts or phone calls saying, what the fuck is your problem? What are you doing? Um, Cause I've had those. Um, so, so far so good. we haven't had anything that I'm aware of um, people upset, but I'm sure there's somebody somewhere that isn't happy, probably someone at like Cali. Um, but it's, it's cool. It's an, it's, the closest feeling I can get to that feeling of riding and, and, and racing since I don't really, I haven't raced since 2005
1: Coo's um, age. and
0: yeah. And, uh, I haven't been on a dirt bike in almost a year now, just purely because of obviously work. And if I get hurt, you know, um, I can't really do my job and riding a dirt bike doesn't get me paid, but filming them at the moment is what pays my bills so um yeah it's 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 interesting it's nerve-wracking for me kind of hoping that people like it and will watch it um and want to watch more that's the thing too is like hopefully they you know they see one episode and they're like fuck that was cool like now I want to see like what's next who else is on the docket um that's the goal hopefully they don't watch one and like oh yeah yeah, whatever I don't need to see any more like we don't want that. obviously we want people to, to see one and be like, shit. All right. Now I want to watch Christian Craig. I want to know his story or Tyler Bowers. Like what's his deal? Cause Tyler's an interesting one. He, uh, we, we've had some posts on social media, like comments from people that uh, have said they're actually excited to watch the Tyler Bowers episode because they think that he's an asshole and they don't like him. So, uh, They're interested to know what his deal is. And uh, I have a feeling that when they see his episode, they will have a much different opinion of Tyler and uh, who he is and what he's been through and what he's currently going through. I think it'll shed a lot of light for a lot of people. So it'll be pretty interesting.
1: Well, having had had Tyler on my show, uh, I know that the the bear, as he's known to very few, uh, is uh, is a stand up guy, and uh, I will definitely be watching that uh, that episode mainly because I know what his wife looks like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's got a very very uh, beautiful wife, obviously, as people know, um, and uh, he Tyler. Uh, that's and uh, I think it his whatever reputation or public image he has comes from, like, the mainstream motocross media, I suppose, um, in terms of, you know, this kind of, like, punk-ass, you know, kind of attitude, whatever type vibe. Um, But if you spend some time with Tyler, he's, like, incredibly polite and friendly and appreciative and white. I will say, hands down, Tyler is probably one of the easiest, funnest, and best people I've ever worked with, hands down. Like, we've had a blast working together. He's had so much fun doing this, and and in turn, it makes our job that much more fun. You know, he's like, yeah, let's, you know, I'm down for this. Or, you know, when we were shooting his riding stuff at Glen Helen, he had some ideas, you know, he like, hey, what do you think about, you know, going up here and trying this or that and it's like yeah dude let's do it and you know he also trusts us to you know do our thing and um I the, the guys. he's a fucking stand-up dude like super nice guy and i it's just funny that people have this you know persona or image of him in their head of what they think he is and what they think he is is not who he is at all he's a super rad dude and one of the days we were shooting, we were shooting at Milestone and, and this older guy came up and uh, Tyler had like given them some pointers on some bike setup like a week or two prior and the guy was coincidentally at Milestone again and like came up and thanked Tyler for, you know, helping him out on some bike setup stuff. I don't remember what it was and they ended up talking for like a half hour, dude, just bullshitting, talking about, you know, bikes, riding, and all that stuff.
2: Nice.
0: You know, and yeah, and it was, for me, that was really cool to see because a lot of top pros, not a lot, but there's a few, you know, that are, they're not going to do that. You know, they'll be like, sign an autograph, take a photo, whatever. But after that, you know, they're going to move on and go about their business. But Tyler hung out with this guy for like a half hour and they just, they just wow. shot, the, shot the shit and it was really damn cool, dude. Like you don't really see that that much. And that was something that was really, really cool to, to see and, you know, solidifies the type of person that Tyler really is.
1: Hey, everybody! This is Jimmy Button, former factory Supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're gonna take it to a commercial, and we'll be right back. When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles, nobody does it better than Spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, Spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum, Spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag. If you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd, turn some heads, and be able to change your bike's look on the fly, head to Spokeskins.net. They don't just have Spokeskins on their website. They've got more new products are being added all the time like the motul slacker digital sag scale and just recently galfer off-road series rear brake lines oversized rotor kit and front brake lines as well So do what i did head to spokeskins.net today place your order and get set up to turn some heads out there spokeskins we've got you covered deft family gloves deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things what you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball some people are physically deft like accomplished athletes motorsports professionals and martial arts masters their movements are fast graceful and deliberate. Others might be mentally or intellectually deaf. You could describe a beautifully written essay as deaf or talk about a politician's deft work on an anti-bullying bill. The source of deaf is the Old English gedeft, meaning mild or gentle, which became deft in Middle English along with its meaning of apt, skillful, and adept. Deft family represents A united family of athletes, artists, and creative individuals inspired by the underground lifestyle. Founded by a core crew of friends influenced by music, arts, culture, sport, faith, and fashion. We provide the essentials of the modern-day movement through a vision of free-flowing culture formed by motivation and necessity for change through passionate minds while remaining ahead of the mainstream, common, and popular beliefs. Hashtag Deaf is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. We are Deaf. All Deaf Family product and merchandise is shipped directly from Temecula, California and handled with care. So head on over to DeafFamily.com, explore the website, and find out all things Deaf. This fast foot a fat bowl. and Miguel's a brand fast ball and Miguel goes to super power brand's for speed but that tastes what a delicious treat! E-83
2: cereal beats
1: and he goes to brand cereal beats and he goes to brand cereal beats and That's what I call feeling for the big ride Hey kids start out every morning with a fat ball In motocross, everyone wants one common thing. To simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today is arena cross. Tomorrow is Glen Helen. And Saturday, we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, Employing a full-time practice technician is unrealistic. And even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105 millimeters. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that. Head to motool.co today and set your sag every time you ride with the Slacker Digital sag scale. Let's hear from Johnny K. Spear himself on how this thing works. So uh, really basically you would just uh, stick it on your axle with the magnet, stick the clip on your side plate basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate and then uh, pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip and turn it on and then just take the bike off the stand and, and take a measurement. It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny K. Spear and Motul MX. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a lickin' and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W Wheels. So do what I did and head to ubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist, suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike
0: Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast radio show.
2: Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if why
0: you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX radio show.
1: Hey guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed too. Well, that's pretty cool, so um I gotta ask you personally, like uh what is it about your interview style or what do you, what do you how do why do you feel that you're able to pull these um the the truth out of these guys these these really deep heartfelt answers out of these guys when you you talk to them because there's so much in the sport where uh the media does try and uh like try and pose any type of question, and what they end up with is a canned answer uh not unlike uh, a post game hockey interview where you see cliches and uh I just gotta get my head right this that and the other thing. Whereas you're able to uh, peel the layers back a little bit more and uh, bring forth something that uh, a lot of people who even even a guy like me who, who's seen just about every uh, interview that there is to see, uh, hearing something different than the usual seeing and that's pretty cool.
0: Um. Yeah, that's a great question, and <laughs> I I don't know that I have a great answer for that. I I, I would almost ask the same question to myself because I don't really know what it is I do. I would love to you know. Maybe one of these guys that is in the web series that you have them on, you can ask them what it is about my style of interviewing that gets them to open up. Because I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm, a, like before we get into the interview, like once we get everything set up, like I, I tell them straight up that, you know, nothing leaves, nothing goes out to the public until you see it and sign off on it, and you get to make all the changes to the episode. Like I'll send you cuts. And if everything looks good, then cool. But if you want to take this out or add this or change this, that's all that's that's all on you. You make those decisions, not me, because this is your story. So it's 100% like what goes out to the public is 100% uh, signed off and approved by the rider, not not me. I don't put together a half-hour episode and say, yeah, this is cool. We're going to put it – we're putting it out. Like, no, that's not how it works. It's all on the riders. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, with them – you know, hearing that up front and being like, okay, well, now I know I can I can go into A, B, and C and know that, you know, once he puts it together, I can go back and we can take this out if needed or change this. Um, so I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it. And then, I mean, I'm also try to be pretty polite and respectful in my questions to them and, you know, kind of treat them as a human being, not a, you know, some... I, I don't know, like, you know, robot type thing, you mm-hmm. know, like they're a, they're a human being and I, uh, yeah, they ride a dirt bike, but they're the same as everybody else at the end of the day, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mixture of the, you know, like I said, letting them have the final say on everything. And that builds trust and respect. And then also, I guess, how I'd frame questions and, you know, keep it respectful and polite. While also kind of, you know, digging into some pretty heavy stuff. Um, so I, I don't know, man. That's a good question that I'm not 100 percent sure on. I part of me just thinks it's luck. Like I just, you know, totally some of these just interviews. Luck.
1: I I. I you yeah. know what? I'm gonna take all the credit <laughs> away from you. Uh, there's very low chance that you're doing anything special. Um yeah. it just whenever you like it, it the 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 guys just like the, the little red light that's on your camera ever better than everybody else's. Um <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and good on you. You're just so fortunate. Good for you, Kyle, that you just kind of yeah. like lucked your way into it. You put your pants on yeah. the same way as everybody else. And uh honestly, yeah, if I if I, if I got myself a uh, Sony high eight camcorder and uh, headed off to my local motocross track. I don't think I'd come up with anything less awesome than you do. Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Oh, that's some good shit. Um, <laughs> you, you know, what's funny is, is, uh, we going back to Tyler Bowers episode when we did, uh, we did his interview and then his wife, Brady, uh, her interview the same day back to back. And, uh, we had, uh, uh, still a photographer with us, Spencer Owens. He was filling in for our uh, full-time guy, Will, who's been out sick. Um, and Spencer's—he's—he's he's a young kid, nineteen, I think, nineteen or twenty. And um, he does a lot of contributing work to Racer X, and you know, has really more so been on the mainstream media side of things. Um, and I was—I was honestly like pretty nervous about him being. With us during this interview because it's like I've been around this stuff, I guess full time or professionally, for almost ten years now. So it's like I've kind of been through it, seen this, done that, whatever. It's, you know, it's like uh, nothing really surprises you anymore. But him, he's he's green. Like he's still super new and 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 trying to get, uh, you know, trying to find his footing and where he belongs in the sport. I wasn't sure if he was going to come, like, walk out of the interview like, dude, you're, this is fucking, you're a dick, or this is not what I want to be a part of, or, or, you know, whatever, and after we did Tyler's interview and Brady's interview, he was like, oh, my gosh, dude, I've never seen anything like that before in my life, that is the most insane, intense thing I've ever been a part of, and I was like, so you're, like, that's a good thing. He's like, yeah, dude, this is, I can't believe what you're doing. This is so amazing. And it was, I don't know, it was cool to hear from someone like basically who's coming into that type of situation with fresh eyes, you know, and with me, it's like it was just another, you know, there was some heavy shit that was said and I was stoked. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. But at the same time, I was like, all right, cool. You know, another one, another one's in the bag. This one's going to be gnarly. Um, So it was cool to have him there and, and like be stoked out and just be like, whoa, shit, that was, that was some heavy stuff. It's kind of reaffirms my belief in what we're doing and that it's, you know, it's easy to get caught up in all this stuff. And like, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know, maybe this isn't cool, at least for me, because I'm such a head case. It's like, maybe this isn't as good as I think it could be, but having someone like him that was there and brand new to everything, it was like, okay, We're, 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 we're good. We're, we're still on to something good. So it was pretty, it was interesting. It was a cool moment.
1: That's wild. Uh, how do you continue to, uh, blow people's wig back a little bit with, uh, content and, uh, raising the bar each time? Because like you said, the first time you go on a roller coaster ride, that is the Spectrum Series. Uh, the second time you go on that exact same ride, if it's not just that little bit better, uh, that, that, that kind of feeling from the first time you hit it, uh, isn't quite there. So how do you, uh, uh, increase the high, if you will, uh, as far as, uh, exhilaration and, uh, intrigue that uh, is developed through a S uh, a video series that, um, it, it's uh, for anyone who enjoys documentary and, and, and hard hitting journalism, it's just uh, a cool cross section of both. So, uh, but how do you continue to raise that bar?
0: Uh, I watch a lot of YouTube tutorials on how to do stuff and just close my eyes and hope it works out for the best.
1: Perfect. Like <laughs> long past the, how do I change my, uh, the snipper wire on my weed eater is some videos on uh, how yeah. to uh, do hard hitting journalism. And uh, yeah, I think there's a link right there on the side of the page.
0: Yeah. That, no, I, I don't know, man. That was, that was a big thing. And it still was a big thing for me with the second season, which I was kind of paranoid about. I was like, Fuck, how do we make this, just as good and then a little bit better than season one because season one was, there was a, obviously a lot of interesting things that had happened and things that were said that I was like, whoa boy. Um, so I, you know, for me, some of it, like I said earlier, comes back to like the production value um, and having um, our RC heli guy, Brian come in and he's been helping us out. Like I said, on some episodes that, you know, it's nothing groundbreaking by any means, but it adds a different perspective to, you know, different shots and, and, and whatnot. And then even like, again, like I said earlier, interview lighting, um, we finally have more than one light. So we're able to light up the subject and the surroundings uh, quite a bit better and achieve a more unique look and feel and tone. Um, and then I I watch a lot of, documentaries and uh, movies and stuff like that for inspiration, both visually and then uh, even musically too for our music. Cause I know music has a big part of, of uh, the visuals and making the story really come alive. So um, like I even like for the trailer for season two, we referenced um, music from the revenant. Um, okay. and I think, I think a lot of dirt bike video guys, they, I don't know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I don't know that they will look in that direction for inspiration. I could be way off, but like for me, it's like movies like the Revenant and, uh, Money Fargo, um, okay, uh, yeah. you know, just stuff like that is a lot of where I get a lot of information inspiration in terms of like shot composition and then music and style and tone and all that stuff. Um, so try to really look, look at that stuff versus looking at like what other dirt bike video guys are doing with their projects. Cause it's usually not in the style or. Well, vein it wouldn't of- be
1: new. It wouldn't be innovative if it's already been done, right? If you want to make mm-hmm. a groundbreaking motocross film, uh, you can take things off of a groundbreaking uh, like uh, motion picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, and for me, um, the the Revenant is fucking. That movie was so gnarly for so many different reasons for how it was filmed, how they did it. Um, so, like to me, and I'm gonna go on, I might go off on a bit of a tangent right here, but Let's I go. saw something on social. <laughs> saw something on social media where somebody. Had called another motocross video person a uh, a a visionary, a MX filmmaking visionary, and was that me? Yes, (laughs) and I I like fucking drove me up the wall not that I like I, I should be called a visionary because like by no means do I want to ever be called something like that because to me I'm not a visionary but it's like a visionary is you're looking at filmmakers that did The Revenant they filmed that entire fucking movie with natural light there's no artificial light at all it's all natural light and they're filming deep in mother nature like it's
1: yeah no preservatives it's
0: insane yeah it it's insane how they did that in the The style of filmmaking, it's, like, to me, those are visionaries. You know, a guy like Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, like, that is insane stuff. Um, um, And then you have, like, the director of photography that is in all the Coen Brothers movies, Roger Deakins, who's done No Country for Old Men, Fargo, The Big Lebowski. Like, that's a fucking filmmaking visionary. Not any of us who film dirt bikes because we're not doing anything all that fucking groundbreaking you know we're i I wish we were but we're we're really not so it's i i tried not to get caught up in people saying oh you're doing this and that that and it's just so insane and blah, blah blah like it's really cool to hear but i don't you know to me it's like yeah but it could always be a gajillion times better like to me yeah you you could say oh this is groundbreaking stuff but to me groundbreaking stuff is a lot different from what we're doing to me, what we're doing is nothing that crazy. Um, but then there's part of me too. That's like, um, maybe you should give yourself more credit than what I do, but I don't know. I'm always a somewhat self deprecating human.
1: <laughs> well, that's like just, just your opinion, man.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I know. And I, I, I don't know. It's just, like I said, It's just, the, 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 the visionary thing that I saw on social media, I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, like these, a lot of these video moto kids, they don't even like know how to adjust like the white balance in their camera or, or, you know, they do these things where it's like one shot is it's colored and the next shot's black and white. And then the next shot, it's all pink. And then they go back to color and they're always quick clips. And somehow that's like, the sickest thing we've ever seen and it's like all he's doing is pointing his camera and then changing the color of the image like yeah anybody anybody can do that that's like Like, when
1: that's like when you see on instagram when you see that someone fucked with every single editing tool
0: yeah that's and that's that's the thing it's like it's like everyone tries to make up compensate for their their filming their lack of filming or lack not lack of filming but their lack of Composition uh, with weird editing tricks, and it's everything ends up over edited. And it's like all they did was hold handheld the camera and follow the writer, and they just did a bunch of weird shit in post to make it pop even more. But it's like, why do that? Why don't you try and develop your eye and learn composition and better yourself and do cool shit while you're filming behind the camera? Um, and I'm not saying that I'm the best at that, I'm always learning and trying and trying to figure out how to be better and better. I'm you know, like I said, I'm I look at these you know, bigger films that I just mentioned for inspiration and ideas and you know, how to better myself and not stay stagnant. Because if you stay stagnant then you just you know eventually everyone's gonna get over it and move on to something else. So
1: plus I think I think that it's it's good that you yourself um, look for a higher standard in your own work. If someone was just really happy with what they're doing right now, they wouldn't work towards getting to that next level or even if people aren't pushing them to that next level, they wouldn't get there. It's kind of a, a self-motivation sort of thing so good to see that uh, uh, you're taking the success that you have right now admitting that uh, what you got right now is good but it can get better and then striving to do so which is uh, honestly something that all not all people can say that they do.
0: Yeah, I, I, everything and everyone can always be better. It doesn't matter what you're doing, it can always be better. Um and I I sit back and with this web series like I I sit back and I watch these episodes and I'm like, "All right, like, you know, this is cool, but, you know, it can always be better some way somehow whether it's composition or the way it was pieced together or your color correction or the music or shot selection, I, you know, I, it can always, always be better. Um, and yeah, I think, and that's part of the reason too. Like I eventually want to try and get out of the motocross industry and on the bigger and better things. Um, you know, like I want to eventually like
1: direct, dude, I want to
0: do, yeah, yeah. I want to do <laughs> like, I would love to do like a feature like movie, like do a, a, a movie that's like a Pulp Fiction or, or the Revenant or you yeah. no, Country for Old Men, like something that's just like a fucking iconic classic, like, oh my gosh, it's just,
1: Vegas, a, uh, yeah, a, a, yeah. a, requiem for a dream, if you will, for anyone who likes yeah. movies with a shitty ending.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> things that stand the test of time, and, and I don't want to do that for the, 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 the fame, or to be called, over, you know, going back to the visionary thing, or a groundbreaking filmmaker. I just, I want to do that stuff because that's where my heart is at, and that's where I know i i I guess want to be and and that's the only way for me to keep pushing and be better and better um, you know you can only for me it's you can only tell so many dirt bike stories you know before it just turns into the same thing over and over and becomes repetitive um, and there's a to me there's a ceiling in the dirt bike industry for what you can do in terms of filming um, and I'd I, f- I feel like I'm getting, or we are getting to that point where it's like starting to figure out, all right, what's next after moto? Cause we can't keep doing the same thing over and over. And I don't want to do that. Like I, like I said, I don't want to, I have notes on my phone, dude. Like I write, I write down like random scripts and ideas for little short films, like comedy stuff, drama stuff, like all kinds of different things that I eventually like want to start getting into. And there's, an opportunity coming up in October um, completely out of motocross. It's, it's related to sports but not action sports. Um, but uh, we have an opportunity coming up in October to do something quite a bit different and <clears throat> I think we're going to jump on that. It'll cost us out of our own pocket to do it but it's one of those things where the opportunity itself will be really cool to show what we're capable of outside of dirt bikes and action sports altogether. Um, that I think it will pay off in the long run. So I don't want to say anything just yet, but I'd say come December of this year, you will probably see something—a uh, unique video from us that's not action sports related. So
1: there fingers crossed. Well, if you ever want to make a full-length motion picture <laughs> about a, uh, a down-on-his-luck ex-pro hockey player who uh, who is like kind of battling against the the, the adversity to uh to, to get back into the uh into the pro ranks or something like that i'll break out break out the blades head down to socal and uh this, this hoser will give you a performance like you've never seen before i tell you what well i don't know i just come up to canada and see you so i have an excuse to get out of california for a little bit oh darn tootin we'll go out to the outdoor race we'll grab a couple of tooks and a two for <laughs> And uh, the two of us will just uh, have ourselves a good time right there. Right? It's a couple of Timmy's, uh, head down to Timmy's, grab a double-double, and uh, see if we can't see some moose out there on the ice.
0: <laughs> I would stand out like a sore thumb in Canada. I'm like super tan, tattoos, skinny jeans. People would be like, what the fuck is this kid doing up here?
1: Yeah, especially out there on the ice. He can't even skate. <laughs>
0: I can't. I, I've never ice skated in my life.
1: Yeah, that's uh, so, awesome. That,
0: but uh
1: uh, when, uh, where can people go find this thing? For those who haven't already, I assume if you're going to be listening to this podcast, that you've you've already uh, looked uh, this up mid-listening to it, or uh, or at least jotted it down at the beginning of the podcast. But reiterate it for those who uh, are uh, procrastinators, just like you and me, uh, where can people find this thing, and uh, when can they expect episode two to be coming out? Because I expect episode two to be even better than uh, episode two of Star Wars was, because uh, that was a big fly.
0: I, I've never seen this. I've only seen well, 10 minutes of the first original Star Wars movie, which I think was number four or something yes. in the series. And I, I have absolutely no interest in that franchise. Anyways, uh, so season two is available, like I said, exclusively on Vimeo On Demand. So it's vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash Spectrum Season Two. Um, and that's where, like I said, you can watch the trailer, buy episode one individually for three dollars and ninety nine cents, or buy all eight episodes. Oh. Um, and then also on the season two page, there is a link to take you to the season one uh, as well, where you right. can buy buy those all eight episodes or buy individual whatever. Um, and there's teasers on the season one page too. I think for Almost, you know, a bunch of behind-the-scenes type content as well. Um, and then episode two of season two, we'll have uh, Matt Bishalia and Minibike Kid Talon Hawkins, and that will come out uh, Tuesday, July 26th. Um, and like I said earlier, the the goal is to release a new episode every other Tuesday, um, at least for the first four episodes. That is the plan. Um, okay. And then we, we might take a small break in between just to allow for editing time and whatnot to finish right. up the remaining four. Um, but I'm hoping to avoid that and just keep it rolling through, you know, all eight episodes every other Tuesday. That's in a perfect world. That is the, the goal. But when you're essentially editing a television show by yourself, uh, it takes some time. So. Um, but that that's the plan. So yeah, episode two uh, a week from or uh, six days away. Actually, no, a week 13. and a half away. I I don't know. It's a blur, dude. Everything's been a blur these last like weeks, rambling to get all the audio and mixing and mastering done for episode one and launching it and all that stuff. So I don't know. Tuesday the 26th, whenever that is.
1: So when you send the uh, the the version over to uh, Matt Bishelia to uh, to get uh, his his take on, uh, on on the final product, what if he calls you back and says that uh, during his segment or his portion of the episode he wants nothing but smooth jazz?
0: Um, you know he will he uh, he will probably get smooth jazz, but we'll have to put a disclaimer. We'll have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that says Matt Matty B is responsible for shitty music choices
1: yeah in this, this episode this ear poison is brought to you by Matt Basquiglia <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um yeah you know we, we actually we've never really had any requests music wise from any writers they uh you they've never really ever said anything to us about music like oh this would be cool or that would be cool it's always left on uh, myself and our audio slash composer Oliver um, to come up with the different, you know, styles of music. And it's always based off of like what the context is of the episode in terms of what, you know, the writer is discussing at that time. That'll kind of dictate the tone of the music as well. Sometimes it's tricky like to get that sometimes, like sometimes you just don't get it and you come up with something that's like well you know i guess this is what it has to, has to do
1: yeah uh, well you know what sometimes it's tricky to rock around on time it's tricky
0: <laughs> oh wow that's great that's <laughs> some good... even...
1: <laughs> <laughs> beside himself i don't even know what to say Carl calling Wow. Uh... Always a pleasure to have you on my show, my friend. Uh, everyone, go check you out on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, Kyle Cowling, as well as uh, the um, I'm going to butcher the name. Is it F- Fant Fantas Media? Fant.
0: <laughs> uh, it is uh Fantasos Media, Fantasos. or you can say Fantasos. Yeah, Fantasos. Like Fantasos. Yeah, yeah, it does actually, huh? A little bit
1: like yeah. maybe salsa fresca uh, yeah, fantasos uh, media <laughs> go check that out um with all subscriptions uh free jar of spicy salsa uh and uh I know, that's completely a lie but uh either way hope
0: everyone enjoys <laughs> this.
1: and uh yeah man appreciate you giving me some time
0: yeah of course man thank you i always appreciate chatting with you and getting a chance to uh kind of talk about what goes on in our world and uh, how we go about doing this nonsense that is dirt bikes video making
1: absolutely yeah. No, I always love to have you on the show you are a riot, uh, our conversations are always uh, on the very best and uh, let's continue that but let's not let everyone else listen let's cut the podcast off right there and uh, we'll continue on and laugh about the podcast we just did
0: sounds good
1: Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.
2: day is nearly done A darker gray is breaking through a lighter one A thousand sharpened elbows in the underground That hollow hurried sound Feet on polished floor And in the dark is closing up and counting loonies trying not to say I hate Winnipeg the driver checks the mirror seven minutes late the crowded riders restlessness enunciates Guess who sucked, the jets were lousy anyway The same route every day And in the turning lane Someone stalled again He's talking to himself And hears the price of gas repeat his phrase golden business boy We'll watch the north end die And sing I love this town Then letters our king wrecking ball proclaim I Hate Winnipeg